Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com and the Pewter Report podcast. It is a Wednesday night edition of the show. We are in prime time and have a very special guest joining us tonight for the episode. Bucks running back Rashad White. We'll get to him in just a moment. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is SR Scott Reynolds. Scott, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. And Matt, we're not just joined by one special guest. We have right. two tonight. That's right. It's not just Rashad White. It is the lovely Nevaeh White, too, his lovely daughter, who's going to be joining the program. And any questions that Rashad passes on, we're going to go right to, to Nevaeh, and, uh, and we're going to ask her. So Yeah, that's right. We're going to go straight to the source. So without further ado, content. ladies and gentlemen, join the show right now. Bucks running back, number one in the program, number one in your hearts. It is... Rashad White. Rashad, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining the show. I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, you're a recurring guest now. We've had you on the program twice. And really appreciate you joining the Pewter Report podcast. No, man. I appreciate coming on here anytime you guys ask. Yep. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, you know, as Matt kind of alluded to, number one, you know, when you take on the number one jersey, Rashad, that's a little bit of a responsibility, right? Um, what led to the number change for you? And are you ready to be that number one buck this year running the ball? Um, yeah, I mean, just taking on the, the jersey, the number one, it was just it's just amazing. Uh, just be blessed to be able to change my number, honestly. I'm going to start out there. Um, but, yeah, um, just new change, man, new beginnings. It was just new energy, things like that. So uh, I already wanted to single digit and – uh, originally wanted to go back to number three, but number one was just suiting. Uh, just felt it was for me, uh, something that was about it. So it was great. It was great that they, the Bucks and Coach Bowles and uh, Brad and the guys let me change in the NFL. Yeah, so, it, it looks like a great number uh, already. And you talked about change and, and new beginnings. So I'm just curious for you going into year two, how different has it been just this offseason in general? Because last year you're getting drafted to the box. You're moving to Tampa, a new place. So many different things going on. This year you can just kind of focus on your training, getting in shape, being that RB1. Just how different has this offseason been for you in your second season? Uh, for me, it's just been great. Um, you know, like you said, you just have more time off after the season and just to, you know, relax, uh, get away for a little bit as well as, you know, just do little things that which what I did just to try to keep myself somewhat up to par and not lose, uh, you know, control of all, all of myself uh, and, get, and gain a lot of weight and stuff like that. But um, just keep things impact. Man, so just a, a lot of free time, like you said, and just going in, just doing what you do. So just little antics of, of last year, how it played out in a year, um, how, you know, you um, we wanted it to be, but how as well as, you know, everybody got goals for themselves, so how I wanted it to be. So just looking back at some old things and seeing what I needed to correct and, and fix and going to the offseason, you know, and attack that. And that's kind of just what I did and uh, with the help of a lot of people. Rashad, um, I, I want to say that for most running backs, one of those personal goals is getting a thousand yards. And you're, you're a team first guy, right? You just want to win. I know that the yards don't mean that much to you, but you know what? If you got a thousand yards under your belt this season as a running back, that's going to help the team. Um, is that one kind of a precursor that a 1000 yard season is coming for you this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, that's on, on the goal list. And, um, you know, I got a great, 
you know, a bunch of, you know, like I said, guys, teammates, um, and, you know, we're all here at the end of the day to do our job, but just, you know, the energy, just the camaraderie that's been going on and things like that, you can just feel uh, some good things that's, that's going to happen and uh, the chip on everybody's shoulder and just how we all rally behind each other right now. And it's kind of like amazing. Like it gives you like a, a actual, you know, the football feel again and, and things like that. So of course that's under my belt. Um, you know, Tampa hasn't had a thousand yard rusher in, in, in a long, in, in a good minute. So of course, you know, you want to kind of break that, like you said, that curse and, and things like that. Yeah. I want to skip ahead. I know we have a lot of questions for you, but boy, you went right to one that is near and dear to my heart. I've written about it. In my SR's Fab Five column on Pewter Report before, it just seems to me that whether it's Baker Mayfield coming in as kind of a all of a sudden journeyman quarterback trying to get back to that elite starter level, or you guys coming off of a you know a season last year where you were NFC South champions, but you were also eight and nine. It didn't end the way you guys wanted it to end in, in Atlanta, and then of course at home against Dallas. It seems to me like this team, maybe yourself included, do have a lot of big chips on your shoulders. Is that Fair to say, a lot of people are, are already counting you out. Not Peter Report, but a lot of the national media and pundits are already counting you guys out this year. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, just kind of how it be, um, you know. Uh, but I would say for sure, yeah, we got we have a chip on our shoulder as well as it's not even really about like uh, proving others wrong. It's just about proving each other right and playing for one another and, and, and believing in one another. So that's kind of like the journey and the big thing that we're, we're doing right now and just building camaraderie. I mean, OTAs has a, has a great turnout, especially for the offensive side. I mean, it's probably a few guys, literally like a few guys, like a handful of guys yeah. missing at that on offense side OTAs. And obviously they'll be back there in a week or two. Um, and, you know, we all just keep building that. So I'm just big. on. I just see the energy, Coach Bowles, and, and, and you know, he gets a lot of tough, you know, slack on him. But, I mean, I, I like him a lot as a coach, and the things he says is real true. And at the end of the day, it's a lot of guys that you can say, like you said, is self-motivated, and that's the big thing that you need um, in this in this sport because uh, and at the end of the day, uh, I was watching Shaq and them talk, and, you know, they was talking about the Celtics and, talking about mm-hmm. Miami and, and at the end of the day a, a coach they was talking about how uh, Shaq was like how he got up every day a coach didn't have to motivate him like he was already motivated and that's how um you know I come across the team and how other guys come across as well like you know regardless of what a, a coach says to you you should already be motivated by yourself right you just want to be better as a player on your own you don't need the extra you know rah-rah speech or anything like that but it's funny you mentioned coach Bowles you know he's been here for a little while now as the defensive coordinator and then the head coach last year and I I think when you know we're around coach Bowles a lot obviously you are and for Bucks fans just watching press conferences conferences and things like that coach Bowles comes off as like a little stoic he's definitely got like a dry sense of humor but he, I think he's really uh, a funny guy. So I'm just curious for you, like behind the scenes, what type of person is Coach Bowles? Does he kind of show that that sense of humor uh, a little bit more? Because I know Jason Light said that he talks a lot of crap too. That might not be something you see up close and personable. But uh, what are your thoughts on Coach Bowles just behind the scenes? Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I like Coach Bowles, honestly. And, and not just saying that because uh, Coach is, you know, my coach. But like you said, just – uh, he still has a sense of humor. Uh, might be dry, but it's it's just okay. It's just him, you know, and who he right. is. I mean, like you see that smile right there and stuff like that when that come out and stuff. Of course, everybody loved that. But at the end of the day, coach, you know, got his face that he make. But 
he also like like you said make jokes and uh you know he talks a lot of stuff and things like that which is good you know um and we laugh a lot you know um about him and all the players and and things like that so uh he just good like it's just good though like i, I ain't gonna lie like it's it's tough to how to explain coach Bose, but right. he kind of who he is and i mean like i said i think he's a great great man and and, and great leader you know rashad when you um you know would you look at, at this coaching staff? I mean, Todd Bowles kind of, you know, uh, shook things up this offseason, right? Getting Dave Canales, the new offensive coordinator, uh, a guy that is unproven. He has not called plays at the NFL level, uh, the coach, the college level. He hasn't really called plays uh, outside of some uh, inter-practice squad scrimmaging with the Seahawks since high school. And uh, uh, at the same time, though, he's got a very believable – sense to him i mean you know you talk about winning the press conference when he talks to us um i I believe this guy's gonna come in hit the ground running and you guys are gonna certainly be more successful in offense than last year um you're around him a lot more than i am he just seems to have a sense of believability where I, i i think it's easy to buy into what he's saying and if you guys buy into what he's saying doesn't that manifest itself in success on the field Oh yeah um, I mean, honestly, you just kind of, like you said, his energy and things like that, it kind of rub off on you guys. Uh, obviously, it's electric at the end of the day. And then what it is, is it's authentic. And uh, that's a big thing in this world. That's a big thing, like, yeah. me for who I am and always being me, um, you know, not acting like something I'm not. I understand every day I need to learn. I have to grow. Um, and just seeing that, and I, every day I'm hungry and things like that. So just saying that about Coach Canals, regardless if he has called plays or not, obviously this year is going to be, you know, like you said, new. A lot of guys new. A lot of camaraderie need to be built. But, I mean, he's a great guy, too, as well. He's a great leader. Um, you know, we love him. Obviously, as you can see, the energy and things like that. And he rubs off on us, and then he's just very hands-on. Uh, and that's a big thing. I mean, at practice, I mean, he running around showing guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like that. I mean, uh, Coach Brad has cleats on every day, the receivers yeah. coach. Like, I mean, you just see that. And Coach Thad and all the coaches, like, they are very hands-on, you know, Coach Pete and stuff like that. So, it's just that's the biggest thing, you know. And, and, and that's how you get people to rally behind you at the end of the day, just being yourself, just being authentic, just being real and being a good human being. And, and, and that's kind of all he preached. So, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I like Coach Canals a lot. It's especially important, like you talked about, that there's so many guys on offense that have showed up already for OTAs because there's a new offensive system and so many different moving parts, a new style to the run game as well. I'm just curious for you, what has really stuck out to you the most about this new offense so far? Um, Honestly, just uh, the different eye candy, Um, just the motion, just the different formations, just the shifts. Uh, It's just a lot of good things that just helps make the game simple and easy to us. I mean, the offense is very simple. Um, at the end of the day, very easy for you to just to play fast in, but those are kind of very tough for a, a defense to just adjust and, and, and grasp. I mean, at the end of the day, and I mean, it's just a lot of like, you know, moving, making people actually run and making people actually play discipline and, you know, gap sound football, like a defense and things like that. So it's just a lot of fun. Like a lot of guys like it. Uh, it's not overcomplicated. Uh, it's fun. You know, it's a lot of play action, take shots, a lot of running the ball and, and things like that. And at the end of the day, you just see the guys. And then that's another thing about the coaches. Like, you know, they very open and listen to the players and things like that, like, which is always good because, I mean, of course, like, you know, we the ones that's playing at the end of the day. So they always say that. So uh, that's just a blessing, honestly. Yeah. One of the things, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I want to kind of educate 
the the fans a little bit based upon what we know and what we've seen from this offense. So what it what it appears to be is you know as a defensive guy like I I like defense and and defenses you want to go straight ahead and attack the offense right you want to penetrate the line of scrimmage get up field stop the run before it starts sack the quarterback all those things right that's what the defensive front wants to do but what you guys are doing in offense and instead of it being more of a vertical based attack it's more of like a horizontal based attack you got those stretch runs where the offensive line moves laterally and you've got the quarterback rollouts and the waggles and the bootlegs that that go laterally and so for a defense um facing an offense like yours the minute you go forward all of a sudden the action is going that way so you're really forcing a defense to have to go sideways down the line of scrimmage right to maintain their gaps to try to you know fit those run fits right as your as your wide zone and your mid zone plays are, are coming together yeah. Or the quarterback is bootlegging and rolling out. And if a defender's going sideways, he's not attacking the line of scrimmage. And so right. it's buying time for the plays to develop. It's it's uh it's allowing those holes to develop and kind of using the defense's momentum and flow against them at times and allowing a running back like you with really good vision to find some cutback lanes. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like you said, just allowing you to, yeah, uh get the get everything moving get the guys moving yeah horizontal uh, instead of vertical um and i mean at the end of the day even with the pass game uh, you got a lot of things that get you you know moving horizontal and making you stay disciplined like yeah. you know outside linebackers if you run a three four or defense ends if you run up you know a four two so and, right and just things like that so it's a lot of just moving the pocket and, and getting like you know guys open in space uh obviously tight ends and things like that a lot of different looks um, you know, out of different formations as well as like, you know, a lot of different plays out of the same formation. So yeah, no, nah, I, I like it a lot. I also like how they put actual vertical stuff, you know, they yeah. didn't just get rid of you right. know, they didn't just get rid of like, you know, the the the, the you know, the old school dive and yeah. okay, okay, Bookie. The old school <laughs> dive and, and double team and, and things like that. They you know, we kept that in as well as uh, yeah. adding to this offense as well as the power scheme and stuff like that as well, adding to the run game in this offense and things like that. So well, that's a lot of good things though, like you said in this offense, man. It's very, you know, <laughs> exciting for sure. Another new wrinkle into all of this, of course, is uh, there's a quarterback competition going on this summer with uh, Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. It does seem like whoever's going to win the job, one of the number one priorities and objectives really is to hold on to the football. And whoever doesn't turn it over as much could end up being the winner. Do you kind of see it that way? It's going to be a lot of running, which obviously plays in favor for you and then just making sure you take care of the football because this defense is talented enough. This offense has a ton of weapons. As long as you're not beating yourself, this team can really go places this year because they have a lot of talent on it. Yeah. I mean, really Rashad, it's like when you look at what Dave Canales has said time and time again in his press conferences, it's, you know, don't turn the ball over right for the the quarterbacks, for you, for, for everybody on offense is, is protecting the ball. I'm sure that that's a message that you've heard over and over again so far this spring, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, that's a big thing. Uh, we preach that a lot. Obviously, we do a lot of ball security drills and things like that, uh, uh, the offense as a whole, uh, besides the linemen, of course, but everybody else, we do a lot of ball security drills and things like that. Yeah, it's very important. I mean, you don't really turn over the ball. You don't, you know, give, I mean, the margin of win, it, 
um, the margin of win is obviously way greater. So uh, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, yeah, the defense that we have and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, the offense very kind of, you know, it was good. I mean, like I said, I can't, can't harbor on a lot. It kind of gave me like uh, we got to like Seattle feel. Um, mm-hmm. You know how like everybody was like Seattle ain't gonna be this last year. Seattle ain't gonna yeah. be that. I mean, I'm not saying we're gonna be just like Seattle, but it just gave me that feel going into this off season. Like it seemed like everybody kind of forgot, like you know the, the studs that we have on this team still, <laughs> the studs that we have on this team still, and things like that. So yeah, it's a great feel. I mean, obviously you don't want to turn the ball nobody, and we harp on that, and it's very important. And little did you know, you would have your best rushing performance of the season against David Canales over there in Germany uh, in person. That must be, you know, uh, good to know that you've already shown um, what you can do to the, the new offensive coordinator. He probably didn't like you very much <laughs> that particular Sunday over there in Germany. But but uh, that was certainly a, a great performance uh, by you. You know, Coach Canales has called you an angry runner. And obviously, uh, Kyle Branton did as well. You almost got the Angry Runner of the Year award at the, the football um, honors. Uh, what, what do you recall from that game? And and uh, have you and Coach Canales talked about that since he's been in the building? And, and uh, you know, and what do you think about him properly recognizing you as an angry runner, Rashad? Uh, yeah, me and Coach Canales, yeah, for sure, has had, like, talks and things like David, me and Coach Pete. And, um, honestly, it's just, you know, a blessing to see, uh, like Jimmy Butler and them said, it just, you know, blessed to see, like, you know, that, you know, your work goes, it don't go unnoticed. And, uh, you know, you kind of, you appreciate it and you want it and, and things like that. That's kind of like he said, oh, anybody can ask for a life just to be wanting and appreciate it. But just having them conversations of, you know, taking the game to the next level um, this year and just being a great teammate, um, just doing my job and just letting, you know, things, the chips fall where they may uh, after putting all the hard work in. So uh, it just be good. Yeah, it's for sure a blessing. I mean, I mean, I don't even kind of be honest with you. Like, uh, I, I don't really uh, think about, like, the past a lot. I, I like to stay in the moment and things like that. But, yeah, to have that game for sure was a blessing. And um, that game just it just showed me about, like, you know, opportunity. Um, and, you know, when you know, I preach this to a lot of people, you know, when your opportunity come, um, obviously that was the most carries I had all season in the game right. when your opportunity come, um, you know, just be ready for it and, and, you know, just, you know, take advantage of the moment. And the highlight play, of course, was the stiff arm heard around the world. Everybody loved it. Uh, how was it just, you know, because it, it went viral on social media. Everybody was talking about it. What do you remember about that specific moment? I know you just said that you don't really – like to look back and you like to move forward and, and, and stay current. But I mean, that's just gotta be an awesome feeling when you just completely shove someone like that and, and keep it moving. What do you remember about that? Uh, I don't know. I just remember cause I kind of, I mean, I, I was just adjusting to the NFL uh, very hard and, you know, I had a wake up call for sure. I mean, in college, I was kind of big on breaking. I was kind of big on breaking explosive plays and things like that. So just coming to, and obviously, you know, my yards per carry was, you know, very high in my college career. So, yeah. but just, you know what I'm saying? Just to the NFL, like it ain't going to be easy as college. Like, like, you know, we talked about before, just a lot of adjusting, understanding, um, you know, kind of when to hit one cut, hit one move and just go and keep it moving and, and things like that. But I just broke it and there was like a chance and, and things like that. And I was just really happy. I was just really happy. Yeah, Bookie. I was just you know, really happy though to like break it and kind of like, I was kind of on some like move out my way 
uh, right. because I really wanted, you know, to score and break a long touchdown. But yeah, yeah. that's all I can remember. You know, I think you're, you've realized as a rookie, right, that a 14 yard run in the NFL is kind of like a 40 yard run in college, right? Just because everybody's fast, there really aren't a lot of those big time breakaway runs like we see in college football, right? Where you hit the wide side of the field and all of a sudden you're gone. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was one of those explosive runs that you had, but, um, um, let's, let's get to kind of an explosive topic if we can, because the quarterback competition, I mean, last year, Rashad, you had the benefit of playing with Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, but now you got a new quarterback and is it going to be Kyle Trask or is it going to be Baker Mayfield? Let's first of all, talk about Baker. He's the new quarterback, uh, in town seems like he's really kind of ingratiated himself in very well with the team seems very much like a regular dude and just one of the guys. Uh, what are your, your initial impressions of Baker Mayfield, Rashad? Um, I mean, my initial impression is just um, kind of, uh, I mean, for me, just being honest, just a great guy, man. Uh, you can tell he's a great human being. I mean, you can tell like he, like, like at the end of the day, what kind of the coaches been saying, he's hungry, uh, huge chip on his shoulder. Um, I mean, he loves what he's doing. Uh, he ha- he's happy out there. He's having fun, and um, just how he initiated himself, and um, um, just in the offense, and uh, like just in the locker room in general, how he come off, let things come, come to him, and and things like that. It's just been great to see. Um, honestly, that's all I can say, man. He's been making the right reads, the right plays, uh, practice. You know, when we be going, um, when we be competing against the defense, going to periods where we compete and. Uh, I really like it, you know. Antoine Whitfield Jr. was saying that uh, he likes to talk some trash in between sessions. Have you been seeing that at all? Yeah, yeah, no, we for sure talk trash. I mean, I talk trash to him every day. I uh, call him like my little bro and, and things like that. And then he he called me that for sure. Um, and then I call him, you know, like my little homie and, and things like that. But, yeah, he, you know, he likes to talk trash back and stuff like that, which is good, which is what we need. The other guy vying in the quarterback competitions, Kyle Trask, a guy that you know very well. You probably took more handoffs from Kyle Trask last year in camp than anybody because you were a new rookie and this team already had an established veteran in Leonard Fournette and this team already had an established quarterback in Tom Brady. So you got a lot of work with with Kyle Trask last year and and, uh, you're no stranger to him. Are Buck fans kind of sleeping on this guy? Because he looks to be in great shape. He's really leaned out and trimmed out. Uh, he wants to be more mobile in this system, which is going to call for it. But what do you like about Kyle Trask's game? Uh, honestly, I just like Kyle, how he come out. Uh, he make the right plays, For honestly. He just make the right reads. Uh, he just kind of let the game come to him. He, don't, he doesn't rush. He doesn't first. Um, he doesn't, you know, force anything. He just trusts the process. Uh, you can just tell, like you said, he just put in a lot of work, um, just being honest. And you can just see it. I mean, the guys really like him as well, too. Um, you could tell his confidence and, and his swagger um, for sure has, has gone up and, and uh, kind of went through the roof. And, and it's just good to see a guy like that, you know, been waiting years and waiting time behind, like you said, Tom Brady, uh, the best to ever do it. And to get his chance now is, is just gonna, it's just a blessing. Uh, that's all you can ask for. It's just a chance to compete. Uh, when it comes to uh, – speed you're you definitely have speed and you've, you've also added some size this off season too you don't want to get too big but where are you at in terms of of the scale right now you came in around around 212 or 215 ish 
now you're over yeah. 220. Is that about right? Uh, nah, I mean, I'm not over 220, but I'm about 220 on the dot. I okay. get on the scale. I'm 220 right. on the dot. Do you but like yeah, being a bigger back? Huh? Do you like being a bigger um, back? Yeah, just kind of for me, just the way I gained it. Like you said, just gained it in a lot of like explosiveness, explosive workouts with uh, Anthony Caroli, obviously mm-hmm. our strength conditioning coach, and, and uh, Andre, Andre, and, and, and MJ, and obviously Corey and Wade, all of all of our coaches, strength coaches in the building, and you know we just put in kind of a lot of work uh, to transform my body into where I can. I just feel more stronger and as well as I just feel more uh, powerful um, yeah. and, and kind of more explosive. So uh, that was a big thing, but just not trying to get rid of like, you know, everything that I still can do, uh, right. the routes I run and, and things like that, still be able to be agile and, you know, get in and out of, of breaks and, and things like that. So, yeah, I really feel good where I'm at, honestly. Obviously, and then you go into camp, you're going to probably lose like three or so. Yeah, pounds, <laughs> right. So you'd be high. So I'll probably be playing at like 217, 218. Yeah. Now, you're, I, I don't want to talk out of turn here, um, but you're a fast running back, but you may not be the fastest Buccaneer on the team. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you got a lot of fast guys on this team Jamel Dean, Zion McCollum, uh, Trey Palmer, the guy they just added, uh, DT, Devin Tompkins. Who's the fastest Buccaneer on this team? If If you had to, to you know, to pick a winner out of a, a hypothetical forty-yard dash, who's going to take the crown over there at uh, the Advent Health Training Center? Man, that's tough. Um, I'd probably say uh, Jamel. Um, mm. Just how he'd be running. I don't know. It'd just be effortless, but uh, he'd just be moving. So yeah, I'd probably say Jamel for sure. Okay. Who's your favorite or best Bucks teammate? Someone that you're either closest with or someone that, you know, is a leader on this team? Who's uh, who's the best Bucks teammate in the locker room? Uh, I don't know, man. My favorite mom, I mean, I, I miss with all, all the guys. I mean, me and Keyshawn, very strong. Me and Chase, very, our running back room, very tight-knit. Um, all the guys in there. I mean, even the new guys, Patrick as well, Sean and, and Ronnie and things like that. We all tight-knit, but – uh, I mean, we're very close with the linemen, Hainsey. I mean, Tristan, we all, you know, talk stuff to each other, play around, mess with each other. I mean, like I say, like everybody really close. I couldn't say, yeah. honestly. If yeah. I, I mean, I had a favorite. Even like us and like, everybody, literally, like everybody, you know, like everybody and, and mess with one another. Like I mess with KJ and, and um, you know, Gilbert and, and, and uh, linebackers. I mean, I mess with everybody. I mess with D Delaney. You know, like I mess with a lot of guys. Tony Chelsley, I mess with Zion. I mess with a lot of guys. Uh, one of, of the, the bigger moves this offseason is Tristan Wirfs going from right tackle to left tackle. And, and then you've got uh, Luke Gedeke going from uh, left guard to, to right tackle. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of the reshuffled offensive line? And, and also, too, one of your newer additions – uh, there is uh, is is also a big guy, and that's that's uh, Matt Filard. When you look at at number seventy one, there that that's a mountain of a man. You put him right next to to Tristan Wirfs, who's six five three forty five. You got Filer, who's six six three thirty. I mean, you want to run behind some guys? Holy smokes! That left side of the line is looking pretty beefy, Rashad. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, the new addition of the linemen, I mean, it's just been great. Uh, just been great to see, especially how them guys have, have came together, honestly. 
Um, I mean, like you said, just a lot of kind of good, si- great size, huge individuals. They put in a lot of work. I mean, I watch them guys. That, I mean, as you can see, look at their arms. They do arms every day, literally. <laughs> I be trying to tell them to chill out. All of them chill out on the arms. They're going to explode, but yeah, things like that. But they don't, you know, they don't be want to listen to me, which I respect it. So, um, you know, but like, I mean, it's just great to see uh, guys healthy, uh, guys working, training hard. I mean, you just see a lot of guys putting a lot of work and a lot of guys that want it and want to get better and take that game to the next level. So it's just great to see. I mean, obviously, and then we just know, you know, who Tristan is and, and what he stands for. Got a question here from Pewter Reports, J.C. Allen, Rashad. What's the biggest difference that Skippy, your new running backs coach, has brought to to you and the running back room? Uh, for me, I would just say good vibes. Uh, he's been very, you know, authentic, very on point. Um, he's just been very, you know, himself and, you know, he just be very, be very on you, very detailed, very, you know, detail oriented. Um, you know, we got a lot of stories. I mean, he coached a lot of great backs. I mean, so, you know, he just demands and, and actually commands that respect, um, at the end of the day. And, you know, in this world, that's, I mean, you just, you can appreciate a running back coach like that because you just know who he coached and his background and who he is and what he stands for and how he comes off and coaches us every day. And, um, yes. And then it just make, it just make, you know, you want to play uh, for a guy like that because he's going to make you better. Um, let's roll on with a, a couple more questions here. We appreciate your time very much, Rashad. When you look at oh, no th- at this schedule, it's a little bit different, not just the teams, of course. That's going to change from year to year. But last year with Tom Brady and you guys coming off a a 12 and, and uh, or a 13 and 4 season, you had a lot of primetime games, a lot of 425 starts, you know, late afternoon and night games. This year, not nearly as many, and you've got the majority of your games at one o'clock. I've talked to to Buccaneer players over my nearly three decades of doing this. Some really love the primetime games and getting up for it, but a, a lot of them too. And this may kind of up, upset some of the fans or su- surprise some fans. A lot of you guys like to just get out of bed and play football, and the sooner the better. Uh, they like those one o'clock games. What? Wh- how does the schedule with a lot of those one o'clock games sit with you, Rashad? Uh, I mean, honestly, um, with me, I don't know. We just have to see. I do feel like obviously it's a little disrespectful to uh, just take us off. I mean, what we got like three, one four o'clock game and two only night games, which for me, how I think, I just think it's kind of like, as you said, like you said, disrespectful. I mean, as you said, obviously with TB leaving, which is all due respect, but I think I just think it's disrespectful to the other guys that we got on this team and and things like that, like, you know, that been doing great, been doing, you know, awesome things for years um, yeah. here yeah. in Tampa. But, you know, you just got to, you know, play the hand you dealt, and that's just what we <laughs> dealt. So, I mean, I'm just all for it. Uh, you know, we could just we could play at whatever time. I'm just going to be make sure we are ready. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the Bucks have a Monday night game against the Eagles and a Thursday night game against the Bills. So uh, some big-time opponents when you guys are in prime time. I'm just curious, is there any game on the schedule that you're – most looking forward to uh, playing against a certain team? Uh, for me personally, no, not in any particular game. I'm just looking ready to go out there every every game, honestly. You know, every game is going to be a new week, new opponent. 
uh, new opportunity. And, um, you know, that's just really what you can just look for, man. Uh, I'm very excited about this season uh, going into year two. Um, like I said, our team and, and where we where we're going to be when, when it's time for us to be. And that's really it. Yeah, I have uh, uh, want to get. I, into I was going to your... say, but Buccaneer fans, you can follow Rashad White on social media. Uh, below, we've got a ticker here with with his Twitter, Instagram channels, and also a new YouTube channel, right? And uh, let's uh, yeah. let's get in, into that uh, a quick minute because um, you're you have a YouTube channel. You've put up a, a couple of videos. It kind of gives fans of yours and Buccaneer fans a behind the scenes look, and that's available on YouTube at Rashad White One. Just kind of tell us about the origin or the, the genesis of that idea and what type of content Buck fans can expect from you going forward with your channel as you get into the season. Um, honestly, uh, I don't know. I'm just chilling. Uh, I've been trying to just have a lot of good, like, free time in my time. So um, I just got with my guy. He, uh, like, my, my, I met him, my cameraman, um, you know, can he he go to UCF? Uh, just shot in my DMs, and I didn't really recognize it, but my trainer did, who I be training at Skyway with. Mm -hmm. um, when I make him come out here, he's like, "Man, I got this guy. He said you want to shoot this video for you of us training and, and things like that." And I'm like, "Okay, like he can do that." And so he comes, and then I'm like, "Man, he do awesome work." And I just gave him a lot of credit for the work he did, and and appreciated him for coming out. And I'm like, "Yo, man, like he want to be a cameraman. That's what you want to do." And I was like, "I've been looking for a cameraman." So. He was like, I know all about the YouTube stuff and things like yeah. that. Cause that's why I was, I was, I was like, I want to start as well. And man, he'd been helping me out, man. Uh, huge props, man. He can help me out. Uh, he didn't, you know, like you said, a lot of the editing, just making it, making it funny, making it this. Yeah. But, I mean, the real purpose was behind it. It was just to have fun, uh, just to give uh, everybody, you know, a different light of, uh, of athletes life and kind of, you know, what they do sometimes in their free time and, and, you know, kind of a different side of them and how they are, because I know sometimes you got to stand in the media. I mean, I'd be myself and be authentic at yeah, right. the time, but, you know, you answer questions a certain way and things like that. But, you know, just for people to just see you and, uh, you know, answer whatever questions they, you know, they have and things like that. So certain things, you know, I end up doing probably like, you know, questions and answers, just every little different things. I mean, I told the guys like my linemen and things like that. And um, I want to get a, 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 a solid group of guys and I want to pay for everybody to go, you know, paintballing and things like that. Just different things like that. You just, you see an episode of that on like, you know, uh, on a YouTube cool. channel and things like that. Just little different things, you know, outside, outside life, just having fun. Yeah, absolutely. I would say to all Bucks fans, there's three episodes out already, kind of like a day in the life Thank type you. of thing. A lot of you playing basketball. Yeah, uh, it, it's really awesome. It's like, yeah, it's very chill, relaxed. I think it's great because it's just yeah. like you said, showing uh, another side of you uh, in all three episodes. Uh, one of the things that really interested me because uh, I'm dipping my toe into like the sneakerhead game type of thing. I bought a pair of uh, Air Jordans in December last year, and they're like my newest favorite pair. Uh, you have a yeah. pretty big shoe collection yourself, specifically Jordans. Do you have a uh, a personal favorite pair? Uh, honestly, what you want, Boogie? So sorry. No, no you're right. good. That's what I'm dealing with. What you want? A plate? What you finna eat? That's this is I like bonus stuff. footage for you. Like, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, th yeah this is like, this is footage right here. Like this, yeah, stuff yeah. like this is what I get. Like my next episode, episode, she gonna be, she's on there. She's already the star, man. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to be number two, Rashad. She's number one. Yeah. So you just have to just petition the league to be number two, and 
Yeah, so my roll, next roll episode, she's on there and uh, my my puppy on there. I just had I got a new dog a little while ago. Oh, <laughs> what kind awesome. of dog is that? Uh, Kane Corso. He's five months. What's his name? What's my big boy? Apollo. Apollo. <laughs> Why are you putting the plate on in my face? But yeah, stuff like this, you you get on my channel and things like that. But um, yeah, sorry. What was the question that you asked? She had. Uh, your your yeah. Jordan collection. Do you have a favorite oh, yeah. pair of uh, Jordan shoes? sneakers um honestly no nah, man i mean i like all my sneakers uh to be honest i can't really say i have a uh favorite pair if i'm being honest uh, i'm just looking at my shoes right now it's crazy <laughs> she wants to be the star of the show rashad yeah she's, your body she guard. Wants, she's, she's like no she media tell, look, no media she, she tell me she want to eat she ready to yeah. eat which i do got some food but no nah, honestly i don't have a favorite pair of jordans i just i mean i like them all man all well, right i'm curious uh, well, for you playing basketball, you, you obviously have the skills. Everyone can watch the video uh, to confirm it. But how many points – what's the highest amount of points you scored in a game? Uh, that I ever scored in a game before. Uh, what's the highest amount? I believe, what, like 35? Oh, wow. That's pretty good. 35. Is this in a pickup game or is this like high school basketball? Or? Yeah, this is like high school. Okay. Yeah, this is like high school. Good job, Ricky. It's like high good. school, though. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I was big on basketball. I was, uh, yeah, I always had game, though. I always had game. I always had Have you game. played I Mike played. Evans? And is is he the best Buccaneer when it comes to hoops, or uh, I mean, who else so, is good? Who else can play on the team? Uh, I mean, it's a good amount of guys. I mean, Bookie, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's a good amount. Of, she's a comedian. Yes, she is. <laughs> What are you doing? You say hi. 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 She's cute. Okay. Oh my She's goodness. Adorable. But yeah, so it's a good it's a good amount of guys that got game on the team. I haven't played Mike. I know Mike got game though. Yeah. Honestly, I could I see yeah, probably people everybody sees clips on social media. A guy I don't know who he'd be training with, but it'd be a bunch of guys. They just go train basketball and yeah. things like that. Basketball and I, I had swiped up and said, "Now I want to you know train with him um, when he goes home." Look, <laughs> calm down. When he goes home, I, I told him I want to, uh, you know, come out there in Houston or whatever, wherever he his home is at, and uh, train with him and things like that, just for there fun and stuff. But yeah, just something cool though. Exactly. We appreciate your time. We know that she's she's got to get fed. Uh, one more question for you before we let you go, Rashad. And we appreciate your time tonight. Yeah. And it kind of goes in in line with with the um, with you know the apparel, right? Matt was talking about shoes and Jordans and all that. You guys. Yeah. Get to rock some creamsicle uniforms this year. Bucko Bruce, are you excited yeah. to wear the orange and white? It's been a long time since Buccaneer fans have seen that. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about it, too, because it, it'll be like, obviously, like, how that is right there. Um, like, you know, no disrespect, that's the kind of the old school version of it. So, yeah. obviously, yeah. it's going to be a totally new, different helmet, you know. So, I mean, I just think our new school way and style and swag is going to look better. With it on, you know, honestly. Wait, yeah, what, what now? Hold on. It's not going to be the creamsicle? No, nah, no, nah, it's going to be the creamsicle for sure. Like, it's going to be that. But just okay. the jersey going to be way different. Obviously, you know, just a lot of things are made differently now. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. In terms of the fabric and all right. that stuff, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so like, yeah. like that helmet on right there. Most guys gonna have a little speed flex helmet, you know? What I'm gotcha. Saying? Just, yes. Uh, just different yeah. things. So I just think our our stuff looked better. I mean, obviously in daytime, the newest helmet and stuff they felt looked better, but I just yeah. think our stuff looked better and fits better. So uh, I'm just excited about it and how it's gonna look and and, and how it's gonna come out for sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure when we put them on, it's gonna be very exciting. Do you know which game you're gonna be playing in with those uniforms? <laughs> No, I, I honestly don't know yet. Okay. I honestly don't know yet, but I'm pretty sure it's probably one of them games y'all mentioned. Yeah, probably. Rashad, uh, one last question since we're talking about the jerseys. If you had to rank them between the home red, the away white, the all pewter jersey, and the creamsicle, how would you rank uh, those jerseys one to four? Um, I mean, me, I'm always a fan of like all white. So, I mean, I like the all-white for sure. I mean, we only wear that one time. I remember yeah. I was asking, even though I was a rookie, like, why we only wear all-white one game or so? <laughs> yeah. um, but So, I'm a big fan of that. I just think it looks clean, um, things like that. But if I had to choose a jersey, I just don't know. Because I just my, – my favorite color is, like, orange and white. So, I mean, I would like it. But, oh, I mean, so you like the cream that, Yeah, I mean, obviously that's going to go well. But it's for me, it's also, like – I would like it to be the opposite. Like, I think I know back in the day, I think I was looking at pictures on the wall. Yeah. I think they yeah, had the white jersey and the orange pants. With the orange pants. Like, yeah. yeah, I like probably that better for me. Okay. That's um, interesting. Just who I am. But, I mean, I, you can't go wrong with the orange jersey and the white as well, though, as the white. Yeah. So, I'll probably say, yeah, that's going to be the best jersey this year for sure. That's awesome. Because, oh, like, yeah, you know, I, like I was mentioning, like like you said, just different jerseys. going to be, like, yeah. a different fabric and things like that. So how it's going to look, like you said, guys hasn't seen it in a long time. So it's going to just look totally different than what it looked like then. Yeah, exactly. Buccaneers have got some awesome jerseys. I'm so glad that they for ditched sure. They ditched the old. I, I got this because it's it was given to me by the team for my 20th year covering the team. I'm not a fan of the, the old, the old uh, clock digital clock fonts and, and the old look, but the fact that they went to, to the classic red and pewter look and then are bringing back the throwbacks. And even that all pewter looks pretty cool too. Do you like that look? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was clean for sure. I thought it was yeah. real clean. That's awesome. It was clean. That's great, man. You're going to be in for a big season. We're going to be there at pewter report to chronicle every minute of it, every carry, every yard, every catch that you, that you get every touchdown. And uh, we really appreciate your time as a recurring yes. guest here on, on Pewter Report. Thanks for coming back and joining the Pewter Report podcast and bringing your special guest, the lovely Nevea. Nevea. Yeah, she's nah. she's actually number one, man. Sorry, you're number two now. but uh, yeah. yeah, that's but, how it be. I see somebody say, oh, the baby's so cute. That's how it be all the time. She take all yes. the time. Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Yep. I like being in the background anyway. But, yeah, man, I thank you guys for having me on and, yeah, being okay with my daughter. Being oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna let you uh, uh, play daddy now and uh, enjoy her tonight and and uh, get her fed. And we appreciate you joining us here on the Pewter Report podcast. And uh, make sure that you're following Rashad White on all of the different social media uh, outlets that we have there, the YouTube channel, etc. Rashad, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for your time, Rashad. No, no problem. Thank you guys for having me on. Have a great night. That's another great guest we have here on the Pewter Report podcast, Matt. Yeah, I mean, Cody Mauk last week, Rashad White tonight, uh, had some awesome yeah. guests. Uh, great conversation with Rashad and having his daughter, uh, Nevaeh, on as well. Uh, super, super fun. I hope everybody 
enjoyed it. I hope they enjoyed it as much as I enjoy having a Celsius energy drink, which of course is the official sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. Folks, we talked about speed on this show. Who's the yes. fastest Buccaneer? I don't know what's faster. Uh, Jamel Dean, the fastest Buccaneer on the Bucks, according to uh, Rashad White, or the staff at Celsius for how quickly and how fast they produce new flavors of Celsius. Because every single week, it feels like they have new ones. Um, Oasis Vibe is one of the newest ones right now. Of course, you can't go wrong. Sparkling Lemon Lime, Sparkling Orange, uh, Sparkling Watermelon, Arctic Vibe is one of my personal favorites as well, along with the Strawberry Lemonade. Uh, zero sugar, none of that uh, post-energy drink crash or jitters that you get with other products out there. If you want to know where to find a Celsius energy drink, punch in the uh, address of where you are at on the Celsius website, and it will give you the literal closest location of where to find one at your local uh, Walmart, Target convenience store, your 7-Eleven, or your bodega. Bodega. And yeah, make sure you enjoy Celsius energy drinks. If you want to start getting them in bulk, because as we talked about, there's so many flavors. Get that variety pack, because variety is the spice of life. Head on over to Amazon, do the subscribe and save with Celsius, and you can have uh, a bulk pack come to your house or apartment whenever you want. You set up the uh, the amount of time for the shipping, whether it's weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. Uh, just as long as you're drinking Celsius energy drink, we absolutely love it. So uh, Celsius energy drinks, the official sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. Uh, we had a super chat real quick. Want to yep. give a shout out to um trustin vorback thank you for the 499 super chat i'm um, asking about rashad white best feeling in the nfl shot uh has to be launching that defender in germany right we did ask rashad about yep. the the big stiff arm play so trust if you happen to miss that part of course this will be on youtube you can watch it whenever i would recommend um just going back to that part but he did answer that question so uh thank you for the super chat i i, I hope you get the answer that you were looking for yeah and um uh, Celsius, you know, I, I think that maybe Zion McCollum could probably catch Jamil Dean in a foot race if he drank a Celsius beforehand, you know? Yeah. Um, the thing that's really cool about Celsius is how quickly it works. Like you, you get that, yes. that energy yes. immediately. I crawl out of bed, I take my dog out and I'm still dragging. I sit in front of the computer getting ready to edit a story, do a story, do some research, whatever. And I drink a Celsius and boom, within like literal minutes, it's, it's energy and it's, it's fantastic. So Christopher um, says Rashad white might be my favorite player on this team. Also yeah. says green apple cherry is my second favorite Celsius. Now I think we broke the news that Rashad white got a dog yeah, <laughs> or at least right. I haven't really seen it on social media. I know. Much, so, uh, or at least a first look at, at his dog and finding the name uh, Apollo. So yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's really some great stuff with Rashad. Also, the concentration of both taking care of his daughter yes. and like listening and responding and giving right. not just answers, but like thoughtful yes. answers too. all the, all the credit in the world. I, it was great multitasking by Rashad. It's it going to make was. him a, he's a dual threat, um, you know, running back and he can handle dual responsibilities as a father too. And so I think more cool. importantly, since Skip Pete is here, did he fumble her once? Absolutely no. not. That's, no. that's great child security. Just, you know, high and tight like that. He had a good grip. Make sure that Nevaeh didn't fall. So Skip Pete already working wonders, not just at one Buccaneer place, but also in the White Household. So that was a fun interview, and uh, he is a great guy. Um, what you see is what you get with Rashad White. 
he there's no false pretense about this guy. He is as genuine as they come. Uh, in all of my years of, of doing this and covering Buccaneer rookies, this guy's maturity is is just was simply off the charts last year. We got a good look at that, Matt. I think you did some of those Bucks training camp diaries, yeah. uh, and, and I did as well. And when you interview this guy, you're just like, <laughs> "Are you sure you're you're not a veteran?" Was it a movie like Billy Madison where he goes back to, yeah. <laughs> you know, to to his childhood youth and tries to go through right. school and be the big kid? I mean, it's that's how it is with Rashad. It's he is a he was last year he was a veteran in a rookie body and not even like physical body, but just just he had the R on on you know by his name for rookie and and he really wasn't. He he's a guy that was wise beyond his years, and that's why. Uh, it wasn't so much the production. I think Byron Leftwich really kind of stifled his production with the limited carries and touches. Yeah. But it was it was the way he handled himself as a rookie and when he had the ball, what he did with it, that made Jason Light and Todd Bowles feel comfortable about letting this guy have the shot at, at the number one job this year, Matt. Yeah, he just has a great head on his shoulders. You know, he he's able to handle things uh, pretty well overall, and he's he really toes the line extremely well of very humble guy. Like he didn't come out starting out the gate being RB one. Right. He obviously had to earn that role. Even this year, he did a press conference a couple weeks ago and I asked him about being the starter. And he's like, I'm not the starting running back yet, but we all know he will be, but you know, yeah. he's humble enough to not say that. But then he also has like a quiet cockiness slash confidence to him that I think is needed. And like I said, towing the line, it doesn't go over, by any means. Now, if you watch his YouTube channel, you'll see him talk some trash when he's playing basketball, and you really see that confidence come out um, a little bit more. But yeah, I'm really excited for what he can do this year. I think the question at running back really is who's going to be RB2 and 3 or potentially yeah. 4? Because Rashad's got it locked as RB1 as long as the Bucs don't do anything silly like sign Ezekiel Elliott or if yeah. the Vikings cut Dalvin Cook or anything like that. Uh, but this is Rashad's job to to really conquer, I would yeah. say. And uh, that's why fantasy football-wise, for those that play that, uh, he's going to be an exciting guy to pick yes. this year. And I think one one of the the inside little scoop, inside tidbits that we'll share with you guys before we're signing off tonight, we appreciate everybody joining the Peter Reports uh, podcast tonight, um, is, is the fact that, and I think I wrote about this a little bit last week in SR's Fab Five, the Bucks did not practice much running inside the 10-yard line. It was almost exclusively pass plays by Byron Leftwich in practice. And that's why during the week or during game day, they didn't have a lot of success running the ball, and they didn't try to run the ball a lot. That's Matt, that's why we saw Tom Brady take sacks on you know, second and third down inside the 10-yard line because it became so predictable that they were going to throw the ball in the, inside the 10-yard line and inside the red yeah. zone. Almost as predictable as on first down, Byron's going to run the ball. Um, so they're going to be practicing running the ball much more inside the the 10-yard line. And, and what that's going to do is, is that, that that is going to force defenses to play the Buccaneers more honestly. And I think it's going to allow Mike Evans to get back to being that red zone threat because I think he was at his best uh, when the Buccaneers were running the ball a little bit more inside the the five inside the 10 yard line in previous years but last year matt the bucks had five rushing touchdowns five yeah and tom brady was was quarterback sneak was one of those yeah that that's honestly it's kind of ridiculous there's no way that that should happen and yeah they would throw it so many times it wouldn't make much sense and 
committing to the run game more, especially in that red zone. You talk about opening things up for Mike, just giving Mike those one-on-one opportunities. I mean, there were times last year they would double up Mike in the red zone. Yeah. Cause hey, we're not going to let him beat him, beat us. We know all the, the touchdowns he scored the year before. And then one of the big things that the Bucks went away from in the red zone for whatever reason last season, and we'll see what Dave Canales decides to do. And normally I hate this play, but it works for Mike Evans. Yes. And that's the fade in the end zone. Right. Normally any other receiver, I, I honestly truly hate the fade. Yeah. Um, but it worked with Tom Brady and Mike Evans over and over and over again. And they really didn't do it last year. Yeah. I remember they tried to do it late in the game, I believe, against the 49ers. But one, that game was done. And two, right. they double teamed him. So yeah. you commit to that run game a little bit more than you can't double team Mike because you just don't have the numbers to stop the run there. Or at least you're going to have to put more people in the box. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it a renaissance year for Mike Evans by any means, but uh, an uptick in production is in the future of, of Mike Evans. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, speaking of Mike Evans, we have a cool little graphic here with Mike Evans on it, and that's going to tell you to go to pewterreport.com for the best Bucks coverage. And that's everything that you're going to need to know for next week's OTA. And the mandatory minicamp, which is right around the corner. Is Devin White going to show up? We'll find out. Go to, pew- to pewterreport.com for your Bucks coverage. And you can also follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pewter Report. And, of course, here on YouTube at Pewter Report TV. Make sure you're hitting the like button and subscribing. Helps our algorithm. Helps us get in front of more awesome pewter people like you. Absolutely. Um, let's get to one last comment here. King Cook. Yeah, uh, Rashad White was on earlier. But, luckily, you can just go back and watch it right That's now. Because right. we're going to be yeah. signing off in just a moment. Uh, Tom Boxfan also says, last fade route I saw at Evans was the Dallas game in the opener. And remember, it made for that great uh, that it's great touchdown good. catch. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see a lot more of that this year, or at least Dave Canales just scheming ways to get Mike Evans and Chris Godwin open. Let's not forget, Chris Godwin didn't score a lot of touchdowns last year either. I believe it was three, so he can definitely um, get more next season. But yeah. speaking of more, we're going to have more Pewter Report podcasts. Yeah. And, and yeah, hold on. I, I just got a text from Rashad White. He just texted me. Thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate it. Like that. <laughs> He's the man. I mean, it, it, it's great when Buccaneer players join us for interviews and all of this. It's rare that they text us. Thanks for having me on. Right. Special guy, man. Special We're the one thanking guy. him. I mean, he's exactly. gracious enough to give us some of his time. Exactly. Um, yeah, so huge props to Rashad yeah. White for coming on the show tonight. Uh, loved having him on. Love all the pewter people, everyone that got yes. to watch the Thank show. Thank you. Uh, tonight we'll be back tomorrow night for another 7 p.m. edition uh, where we're going to talk about some of the faces of the box, some of the mm-hmm. pillars uh, of the box for future seasons. Uh, going to be a lot of fun as we close out the week uh, of podcast. So for Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera. For Rashad White and Nevea White as well, we're saying uh, thank you everybody for watching, and we will see you tomorrow night for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Thank you, Rashad. Out. I'm going to throw up a one for Rashad White tonight. I like that. All right, we're putting up the ones tonight. Out. Out.